You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Discover more about how Jesus is the resurrection and the life in week 7 of our series, Beyond the Signs. We're going to be talking about uh, when Jesus raised up Lazarus from the dead. When uh, we talk about Lazarus being raised up from the dead, so do you. You expect that whatever situation you are in right now, you will actually resurrect. Well, whether it be your business, whether it be your relationships, even your grades can be actually be resurrected. Four things that we can glean on, 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 um, on why this account is actually written by, recorded by John. In the different gospel, it wasn't recorded except the book of John. And uh, I do believe these are the four things. First, to strengthen the faith of his disciples. His disciples were with him all the time. But still, they needed strengthening in their faith. Then to encourage believers who lost loved ones. And also to encourage those who were going through difficulties at the point of death. And to counter unbelief. My prayer is that you would actually be expecting to see, okay, saan nga ako dito? I'm sure we fall into one of these situations. This message is actually for you and I. It's for us. It's for all of us. As chapter 11 begins, Jesus stands in the shadow of facing the cross. After this, he would be arrested and then goes to the, straight to, to Calvary. So he knows. Remember, our, Jesus is omniscient. Like God, he's omniscient. He knows that this is the last straw. The resurrection of Lazarus is the most climactic and dramatic sign in the gospel and the capstone of Jesus' public ministry. Ito yung pinaka-highlight. And it also gives us a foretaste. Gives us a preview of what is to come. Remember, He never hides what will happen. He would say that, I will be crucified, and then after three days, I will rise again. And He gave us a preview with Lazarus. This miracle, actually, it, it, it's long, it's stretched from, uh, in 57 verses, but I, I sectioned it in four parts. First is the preparation of the miracle. And then when Jesus arrived in Bethany, where uh, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus was, and then the sign itself, and then the result of the sign. Let's go on. John 11, verse 1. Now, a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent to him, saying, Lord... He whom you love is ill. This point out, this is the scenario. That when Lazarus got, got, got sick, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. That proves one point, that they know each other. Hindi lang sila acquaintance, but they actually have a relationship. There were times when, when Jesus would go to Bethany to attend different, different uh, celebrations. He would actually, there were times that he would actually stay with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Doon sila nakikitira sa bahay nila. With this being said, they were actually expecting Jesus to come at once. Why? Because I have a relationship with you. It's more than lang, hindi pwedeng sinend kita ng something on your Facebook and then nasin zone mo lang ako. He was actually expecting Jesus to, 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 to come to their rescue, to be there. Are, you, are we expectant also that we would, that now that we have, or now that we know, or now that we ought to know we have a relationship with Jesus, that once we call upon His name, He will answer. Different your expectation, huh? different in your entitled 
Okay, sometimes we, we, we may think like, okay, because I'm a Christian now, I'm a card-bearing Christian, and I'm, pro, I'm a victory group leader, I'm entitled to this, I'm entitled to that. That's different. Expectation is different with entitlement. They were waiting, they were waiting upon Jesus. But Jesus answered. This actually surprised many, especially His disciples, when they said, This illness does not lead to death, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And upon saying this, he delayed and stayed where he was for two more days. Goes to show his deity. He know that he's sick now, that he's about to die, he will die. But then again later, I can raise him up from the dead. The real purpose of this illness is so that the Son of God, Jesus, might be glorified through Lazarus' resurrection. This is like a setup for him. He's setting up. He's setting this up, this scene up, this scenario up for the disciples, his disciples, and especially for the people who still don't believe him after all the miracles and all the teachings. How does it relate to our lives right now? How, how, how does it relate? Any trial that we go through, any trial that we face can ultimately bring glory to God. It can. Whatever trial you go through, whatever challenges you go through, it can still give Him glory. Because God can bring good out of any bad situation. Any bad, any bad situation. I remember what Genesis 50 verse 20 said. What was meant for evil, God meant it for good. Because He's always a turnaround God. When He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Sometimes the problem is in our hearts. Because we focus too much on the wave. We focus too much on the what ifs and what not. And Lord, why you're not here yet? Rather on who gives us a promise. Who died for us on the cross. Who rose up after three days. Because we're focused on, 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 on what we see. We move by sight and not by faith. When trouble comes... Do we grumble? Iba yung knee-jerk reaction, okay? Because we're just we're still human. But do you stay there? You have to move from grumbling and move to having faith. You move. You have to move from from complaining because of your misery, because of your situation, to having faith in saying, "Lord, may Your will be done." You have to move from blaming God. There are times that we do that. Lord, but wala pa to Lord. Lord, ikaw kasi Lord. Move from blaming God to embracing God and saying, Lord, be my strength. Lord, be my strong tower. Lord, work now in me. We have different situations, but the opportunity would always be the same. Should always be the same. It should move to glorify God and God only. If you're in that situation right now, my prayer is that you're actually expectant for that great move. You move wood. We would move in faith. Let's continue in verse 17. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. This is the second part. Jesus already arrived in Bethany. And he was already there, dead for four days. Naisip nyo ba? Bakit, okay, kung may relationship sila, bakit naghintay pa si Jesus na four days? Why four days? It actually took the messenger almost a day to get to Jesus. But he delayed two more days and then he traveled. He was actually proving a big point here. 
You know, those times there were actually Jewish superstitions going around that, um, that the soul or the spirit would hover around, after dying, would hover around two to three days. And then if by any chance it re-enters the body, the dead body, the body would resuscitate. Namabuhay. Kaya nabuhayin after three days. If you think about it now, marami tayong pamahiin as Filipino that, that is aligned to that. That after three days, andyan siya nag-hover. Pero can you imagine that kung pwede pala mangyari yun, tsamba lang to, it's all about luck. Faith is never about luck. Our faith in the risen Lord is never about luck. Should not be upon luck. Our faith should be on that empty tomb that as he professed, said, and he said over and over again, he would do so. Verse 20, So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. When this happened, this Martha, but this also happened with Mary, approached, approached Jesus. Both were not actually blaming Jesus. Okay, when they said, Lord, if you had been here. No, they're not blaming Jesus. They're actually professing their faith. They're saying, Lord, you should have been here because I know that you could raise my brother Lazarus from death. They're not blaming. So we have to move now from blaming to actually embracing God and saying, Lord, you can do this. Lord, you ought to do this. Profess your faith. Martha even said that Lazarus will be raised from the dead in the last days. Do we truly believe? Truly believing means trusting, even though you don't see it. Even though it, it, it's far-fetched. Can you imagine Martha saying this, but his brother is still dead. He's never risen. He's still dead. He was still inside the tomb. I remember this story. Uh, I used to be a kid's church pastor. Uh, that's where I, I, I met Pastor uh, Alfred. We were kids' church pastors. And uh, I remember um, Josh Ikala, this was way back, four or five years ago. Maybe he was around nine or ten years old back then when his mom brought him to the hospital to visit as, uh, an, a sick person, their uncle, who's quite elderly. And Jolly told Josh, why don't we pray for your, for your uncle? So he laid hands on his uncle and said, Lord, thank you, Lord, for healing my uncle. And Lord, in three days, Lord God, you would heal him and he would be out of the hospital. You know what the mom did? Pulled Josh and covered his mouth. Either nahiya or natakot. Childlike faith, professing faith that after three days, you will be healed and you will be out of discharge of the hospital. You know what happened? After three days, he got discharged out of the hospital. And the uncle was, was blown. I mean, his mind was blown away in saying, how could a child like him pray and declare that kind of faith? My prayer is that we're expectant. Lord, give us that kind of faith. Lord, let us not be bothered with things. Okay, is this comprehend? Is this really mathematically possible? Lord, is, this, is one plus one really two? It is two, okay? But is it? Move. Move. You have to move and believe. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again, even the resurrection at the last day. But what moved Martha, Mary, and the rest of the people who, who heard the stories when Jesus professed who he is, and he said, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. 
The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe in this? We have to look beyond the sign. The sign hasn't happened yet. Lazarus was still in the tomb. But he was already professing, said, not just the dead, but even the living. If you believe in me, I can really make you alive. We might be living right now. We might be actually professing Christians right now, but then we don't live it out. That's possible. We, we can be like zombie Christians. We walk as if we're alive, but yet we're rotten and dead inside. Dead to sin, dead to unforgiveness, dead to bitterness, dead to everything, dead to idolatry. My prayer is that as we profess that we love the Lord Jesus Christ, we walk by faith and not by sight, we would say that I am a resurrected life. I believe in Jesus and I would live it out. Do you truly believe? Do we truly believe? And when he said this, this is not later. He's saying now. Okay, everybody say now. Not in heaven, but now. Enjoy the life now. If you're praying for your businesses that feel like it, 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 it's dying, it can happen now. When you're in debt, you can recover everything now if you believe. If you believe and trust the Lord. If you let Him be the captain of your ship. If you let Him move in and through your life. Whether it be your marriages that's dying or your grades that's dying. And all the, and all the students say, Amen. He can, make, he can make it to life. He can resurrect Whatever it's that you're going, that, that you're going through for now. Remember John 14 verse 6, where he said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Whoever believes in Christ has spiritual life that death cannot conquer or diminish in any way. Whoever believes in the living Christ. In verse 27, this is Martha and I do believe, uh, as, as I research, this is, this is one of the reasons why, why, why John wrote, wrote this account and recorded Lazarus being, being um, risen to death when Martha said to Jesus, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. That is faith. He was deep in her faith. He showed deepness in her faith. It is exactly where she was, but my prayer is that it is, exa- it is also where we are or where we ought to be. That we want to believe. Remember, his brother is still dead, but no unbelief can overcome it. She's saying, even though I still believe. In uh, John 14 verse 19 said, since I live, you will also live. I remember... Um, when um, most of you have heard about how my wife and I, our, our, our family got restored, our marriage got restored. But then one of the dying things that um, right after I, uh, we accepted the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior was our business. We were trying to resuscitate our business. And I thought all along, after God has restored our marriage, next is our business. That He will restore everything that was, that was lost. Okay, I, I, I was... Tens of millions in debt at the age of 33. And I thought that I would recover everything. And I was waiting. I was waiting upon the Lord. But I was joyful and expectant that as I waited, I realized it's not all about the money that I lost. 
It's all not about my business. That can, that can, when He turns things around, He turns my life around. Not just on the things that I cling on to. But He turns everything around. Did I recover? I didn't actually recover the business. But all the debts were supernaturally paid for. Praise God. And all of those were paid for without me having my own business. That is God moving for you. Maybe it's time for you to ask God, Lord, what are the things that I'm clinging on to? That I'm waiting for resurrection? Maybe. But it's not, uh, it's not mine. My prayer is that you would not just focus on those things, on the power, but on who He is. I remember what Pastor Tim Keller said. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that He said. If He didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what He said? He said the issue now on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like His teaching, but whether or not He rose from the dead. And He did. He sure did. He sure did for you and I. Let's continue. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, He was deeply, deeply moved in His spirit and greatly troubled. And He said, Where have you laid Him? They said to Him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Two small words, but very profound. The shortest scripture, but very deep, what He's trying to convey. Why did Jesus weep? He shows compassion for our suffering. He showed compassion not on his own suffering. Okay? He did not weep for himself, but he wept for you and I. He knows the misery that we're going through. He knows the misery that there's, n- there's no turning back because of the calamity of our sin, because of our sinfulness, and because also of the cost of redemption. He knew that there's nothing that can redeem us on our own. All we have to do is to fully accept him. Do you fully accept Him? Do you know that He is the life and the resurrection? Now I'm going to turn, o- turn it over to a video as we watch how Jesus commanded Lazarus to rise up. who stand around me may believe that I am the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in me down into the countries underneath the earth to the peoples of the past but you lifted my life from the pit Lord my God Lazarus come forth 
stand up, let's rise. We're going to worship. This, this was God's, uh, this was Jesus' word to His Father. Actually, it's more than a, it's more than a petition. And actually, He's professing His faithfulness of why He was sent, why He fully obeyed. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on the account of people standing around. That they may believe that you sent me. Lord, we pray right now that we have looked beyond the signs that we have searched high and low for only your presence in our lives Lord I humbly ask ask you on behalf of my brothers and my sisters Lord that you would delight in us Lord, that we may, as we seek you, Lord, your presence will be felt. Lord, as we dwell in your places, your grace is more than sufficient. Lord, if there are things in our path, in our way, look, I pray, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would look beyond it and only see you in you alone. Thank you, Lord, that we are more than overcomers. Father, I pray, Lord, for your in working in us, Lord God. Lord, work in and through us right now. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.